0: Welcome back to the Flow FlowTrack Podcast, Podcast at gmail.com. Recording this on a Friday. I'm Kevin, joined by Gordon. Did you make the whole hike, Gordon, or did you have to cut it short?
1: So this is what's crazy about the hike. The hike is the Old Rag Mountain hike. It's a nine-mile hike and it involves a rock scramble, a really high summit. It, it's a very intense hike. It's considered the most dangerous and most popular hike here at the Shenandoah National Park. And it's the most popular. We looked it up. Like they say that like the parking lots are always full, people will be parking like in people's houses to try to get in. Mm-hmm. We were the only ones there. For multiple reasons. Wow. We went on a weekday so less people. And it COVID, so that's going to be a little less people too. But then it was raining. And you're not supposed to go on this hike when it's raining. It says do not go on hike when raining because the rocks can get slippery and you literally are bouldering. Like you're not just like walking up fake rock steps. You're like trying to go up like a giant boulder and you can easily slip. And we did slip a lot. And if you slip, you can fall and die. Uh, But we didn't fall and die luckily. Uh, But there were moments when we thought we were going to fall and die, but we didn't. And it was pouring rain. And we're like, we're the only ones up here. This is a bad idea, but we are already here. We can't turn around. And me and JoJo survived. We got across. And then once we got to the summit, we were the only ones there. And it's kind of surreal to be – it's like imagine being the only one at, like, the Grand Canyon. You're like, there should be, like, another Mm -hmm. tourist here taking a photo, but you're just here by yourself. So we survived. We did what was supposed to be a a seven-and-a-half-hour hike in five hours. Mm. That's right. Big PR. And uh, now we go home. We go, we go home today. I'm in the hotel one last day, and we go home. Five o'clock flight tonight. Back to mm. the real world. For any
0: kids out there listening, I just want to say you can always turn around. Okay, that that is always an option. Do not listen to Gordon. You don't want a bad decision to compound uh, and and then lead to other bad decisions. It's never too late to turn around.
1: There is a, a moment in the rock scramble where you have to jump from one rock to the other, like you can't just like step across it, like you literally have to jump in the air and in any other time, it's not that bad of a jump because you just know you're jumping on from rock to rock, but when you're jumping from wet rock to wet rock, you don't know if you'll slip, and so it took a little bit of time to think and prepare for the jump, but we did it, and we survived, and yeah, yeah. I'm happy. I'm alive. Got to keep this podcast going. Do it for the people.
0: All right. Let's start first with the London marathon. They're going to hold the elite race, Gordon, October 4th on a loop course in the middle of the city. They're going to call it a secure biosphere, a secure biosphere, Gordon. Um, yeah, they're they're taking all these precautions here to oh, sure. make sure this is this is safe. Yeah, exactly. They're taking all these precautions to make sure it's safe. Um, but it's pretty remarkable uh, that they were able to get this race going and organized. So we will get to see Kipchoge versus Bikelay in twenty twenty after
1: all. Yeah, I mean, this is what people wanted, right? I mean, that's the thing about these big major marathons. Yes, the mass participation is what makes them money. Uh, mm-hmm. But what the fans want to see is see these two guys go at it. And now we get to see it. We don't care that there's not going to be 10,000, 20,000 people running behind them. We just want to see the two people up front. And now we get to see it. And I'm excited. It's weird. That it's going to be on a, in a park loop. So it's mm-hmm. going to be like a weird dynamic. It's going to be like a kind of a glorified track marathon race. I don't know why they can't just still do it through the streets. Why do you think they have to go in the park? Like no one's going to whisper COVID into the air to like get them running. Like you're not going to – they're fine. I don't know why. Why do they need to do it in the park? Why can't they just keep the regular course? I mean
0: part of it I think is just – yes, money and and logistics and then you're spreading out You know, security personnel. You don't want somebody tackling Iliad Kipchoge. This way you can just confine it in one space. Beggars can't be choosers. I'm just glad that they're able to do it in a safe way. The questions I have about this this London Marathon, though, how many loops is it going to be? Because if you just look at the perimeter of the park there, it's a little under 1.5 miles. That would be a lot of loops. I don't know if they're going to be able to extend it a little bit, but I want to know how many loops are going to be. I want to know what type of shape Bekele and Kipchoge are in because this whole year has been in flux. So are they ready to go? Are they going to be... Uh, at the same kind of form that they would have been had this race happen when it was originally scheduled. Um, on the women's side of things, Bridget Kosky, the women's world Records, announced, I want to know who else is going to race her? Who else is going to race her? Um, are they going to be able to put together a-, a quality field with somebody who can perhaps contend with her? I know it's hard because she is the world record holder for a reason. And my final question, pace, pace, because it's not just about, when it's a London marathon, it's not just about the the competition we always get drawn in into the time are they going to have the normal full complement of rabbits available here to get this thing going quickly but it's a rare bit of good news in in the sports landscape so i'm excited that they were able to pull off and schedule this elite race for for the beginning of october
1: that's a good thing question about pace if it's a unpaced race and it turns out to be like a Two o six winning time, two oh five winning time, but Bekele wins in that time and just know it wasn't a, a true honest full effort, but Bekele wins. Yeah. Like what does Bekele need to do to like say I'm better than you, Kipchoge? Because just beating him once, is that all it takes? Just one win over him, <laughs> and then you're like, you're the best? Like, how are we gonna judge uh what can Bekele do to say to, to be put up above the Kipchoge. Like maybe there's nothing he can do, even if he beats him. Like you're still gonna be like, well, Kipchoge's won sub two. He's won like every race for like 30 straight years. You know, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well, I think if you're looking at just the, who's the best marathoner of all time, I think Kipchoge has that locked up. I think if you're looking at the broader definition of who's the best distance runner of all time, if Bekele was able to get the world record, then he would have the 5,000, 10,000 and marathon world record. He'd be the one who stopped Kipchoge's streak. His argument gets even stronger. There's people out there who probably would put Bekele already in front of Kipchoge just based on the depth of his resume, even di- going into things like cross country titles and what he's done on the track. Kipcho- Kipchoge though, no slouch on the, tra- I'm just saying that's, that gets Don't bring though. up those stupid Kipchoge. ass
1: short course, long course title. Okay, I won't. I won't. Like, I won't. Okay, I won't. Those mean nothing. All I'm
0: saying is, all I'm saying is the range, the range of, of Bekele is his strength. Now, Kipchoge was no slouch in the in in track as well too. Has a world title, um, but just his dominance in the marathon is is bar none. So if if Kipchoge to answer your question, this is a long long way to answer your question. If he runs, if it's a weird weirder race. Than we even anticipate any wins in, in two Oh five. I don't think anything changes in terms of how we view those guys. If he takes the world record from him, then, then it's a different conversation, but obviously Kipchoge is going in as a favorite because he has this crazy win streak and he has the fastest time ever. I think I favor him even more in this scenario because if there's one person on planet earth who has, experience with really bizarre marathon setups it's iliad kipchoge because of the two breaking two attempts so he's used to weird things going on and strange loops and small field sizes that is right in his wheelhouse if you needed another reason to think kipchoge would win this race
1: what um i mean i agree with you i think obviously if you were if Pikele were to break the world record, you have the world record in three of the the longest events. You're 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 the goat. Um but like and I also agree with you that if Canette if Bekele wins like a weird race like a 205, it's gonna be like, oh, it doesn't count. You're allowed to lose weird races in the middle of a pandemic. That doesn't go against your resume. Um, but what do you think it's gonna be a weird race? Do you think it's gonna be normal? Do you think it's going to be honest. I think it's not going to be honest. I don't think that's going to be, I think it's going to be a weird race. I think it's going to be a a slower time. I just don't think it's going to be like a true. Yeah. Like, I feel like even mentally, they probably like are going to be in weird shape. Right. I don't know. They probably, they've been training for the past over the summer. Like always like, is it happening? Is it not? You know, like it's that mental factor of the unsureness I think can take a lot of you know seconds off your time in a weird way that mm-hmm. the uncertainty has a weird way to kind of mess with your body i feel they it's 2 months though until the race
0: happens and you have to think that they got more notification than we did so they've probably known for a, at least a month so they've had a little bit more build up than some of the track athletes we've seen now the marathon requires a bit more i think we have to wait and see in terms of what type of race it is till we see the course because if it's just a flat say it's a flat mile and a half loop and they are able to get rabbits, I think it, it could get going pretty quick because the you know, the rabbits would be able to get a ton of feedback because they'd be just looping back and forth, back and forth the entire time. There'd obviously, you know, be people next to them with clocks keeping them on track. And if it's if it's especially flat and predictable, you could get going pretty quick. It's no wonder that the course that Nike chose for the initial breaking two was an F1 course that was over a mile and, and they, you know, it, it had smoother turns. This might have some 90 degree turns that slow things down, but I think you can get going pretty quickly in that, in that sort of setup, not having to worry about any undulations, but I will have to wait and see to see, you know, what the exact specs of the course are, but Kipchoge doesn't really run anything slow. Nothing really is tactical when he's
1: in the race. When is Kipchoge? It, every reign comes to an end eventually. Like eventually you lose and it's like it's over, right? Mm-hmm. How old is Kipchoge now? Is he 34? He's younger five? than you think. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I don't know what he's listed at. I, I could look that up real quickly though. You got to have Lincoln's he's, the age guy on here. He, Lincoln yeah. knows everybody's age.
1: Like, how many more years does Kipchoge have of being the the, the top dog? I mean, mm-hmm. He's 35. that's the thing about media. Is 35. We always want to say, this is your last year. And then the runner's like, no, it's not. And then we're like, oh, well, this time we mean it. And like, nope. And we're always like, well, this time, yeah. this time. You know, we constantly put a, a debt Because we always want to kind of move on to the next big young thing. Uh, so, I mean, do you think Kipchoge – I mean, how many more years does he have left? He's 35. Is he going to be, what, three? Go to 38? He hasn't, I don't know.
0: He hasn't lost since 2013. He's not lost since 2013. And we are in the year 2020, last time I checked.
1: Um it's seven years, So he's, well, he's I, won from tw- age 28 to 35.
0: I think he's going to so, go at least through the Olympic year without losing. I don't see him. I don't see him losing this race. Yeah, I don't see him losing this race. I don't see him running or losing a spring marathon next year if he decides to run one and i don't see him losing in the olympics past that it's tough it's 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 tough to he'll... see a rain coming to an end but it, it's also tough to to think he's gonna do it forever
1: i wonder what a loss would do to him though because it's weird to have that streak <laughs> kind of Maybe kind of yeah. wants to extend that streak through through to the Olympics, end it with an Olympic gold, and you're like, all right, I ended the streak on top. You know, you kind of yeah. like that John Elway well, moment. I'm not sure Kipchoge knows who John Elway is, but you could have that John Elway <laughs> moment of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, going out.
0: Well, if you're comparing him to Bolt, Bolt had the, the reign from, oh eight, you know through, sixteen. But he lost a little bit in there. Now, he raced more, so it's not a a perfect comparison. But other than the false start in Daegu, he won everything when it counted. And then what happened? I mean, it wasn't like somebody came along and ran 9.57. He just got old. It wasn't even – the person who beat him, in a way, was a Bekele type. And by that, I mean – it was somebody that was around. It was somebody who was known. It wasn't this, this new person on the block. May, may, so maybe maybe it will be somebody who's his contemporary and not the next generation coming up.
1: Yeah, that does make sense. It's a good little analogy that you pulled out. Did you prepare for that one? Well, I guess – Or come up with that of your head?
0: Well, I mean Coleman was there too. So I guess you could have said you know, a, yeah. a tenth of a second the, the other way and you could have been like, it was Coleman grabbed the mantle from him. But – The whole idea of the the passing the torch thing with Bolt was so weird because it's like he passed the torch to a guy who's older than him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And it will be done in a few years. Yeah.
0: Yes. Who Uh, will give the torch then to somebody else.
1: And that's going to be the same thing here. If if Kipchoji passing the torch to Bekele, Bekele who like had how many marathons before he figured it out? I mean, how many times did he DNF? He's been trying to break the world record for like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. He – Look, and he's
0: got a puncher's chance to win this, but I think it's just a puncher's chance because he struggled with consistency in this race, and he runs a two hundred one forty one last fall. That'll be a year from this race, but other than that, his marathon record, Gordon, was not great. You, you're right. Yeah. So he's got to recapture. He's got to recapture what he did in Berlin, and be last year, and be a, even a little bit better than that if he wants to beat Kipchoge. Um, for kipchoge to win kipchoge just needs to have a average kipchoge performance i think um yeah i'm like so this is these are bekele's last like listed marathons right so 2019 obviously runs a 41 but didn't run a spring marathon 2018 ran 208 in london and got sixth in the spring and then didn't run a fall marathon uh, 2017 DNF in Dubai he got second in London with a 2:05.57, but then DNF'd in Berlin. So he was one for three on finishing marathons 2016. He was third in London with two Oh six. And then he won Berlin in two Oh three Oh three 2014 ran a pair of two Oh fives won to win Paris and then one to get fourth in Chicago. And that that's when his marathon career started was 14. So that's it. So Two of his biggest races have come in, in Berlin. He's run some good races in London, but not great. But if you take out those Berlin results, um, he's anything but a sure thing in the marathon.
1: And also the, the thing against him, though, is every race that he enters, he's like considered the favorite. And so when you get third, it's a disappointment. You know, like I'm sure a lot of people in America would love to have his resume of like hey, a bunch of third places, some seconds. Uh, but in his situation, when you're the world record holder in the five and 10, you want to continue that as you move up in distance. So him getting second, third at DC and Fs are a lot bigger deal than they would be for anyone else. So mm-hmm. uh, what do you think will happen? So what, I mean, we are, it's August 7th. We are two months away from the duel in London. What we got to come up with. The, <laughs> what's the name of it? The match called the match, the 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 uh I don't know some I think we gotta use biosphere
0: say. in there. Should we use biosphere, biosphere in there somewhere? Polystore. The bat the battle yeah. in the, that that was the biodome. The battle in the biosphere
1: the the Biosphere clash. The... <laughs> we need some good names. Biosphere I think, clash, bio Kipchoge
0: Bio-Royal. is four against <laughs> Okay, now you're getting there with me with the cheesy dad puns. Now, now, like my ears perked up on the last one, Bio Royale. Uh I might use that one. I think that might be it for now, because uh, Battle that's in right. the Biosphere is just a little. That's a little too hacky, but Bio Ro- many... Royale, I think, is yeah. It's too easy. It's too easy, but Bio yeah. Royale is funny. I think. Okay, he is. Kipchoge is four zero lifetime against. I think he moves that to five and zero. Oh. I think they do get rabbit, so I think we do see a quick time. And I, th- I think he's going to run two zero two, Kipchoge. That is, and I think he's gonna he's gonna win this thing in the last couple miles, pulling away. Yeah,
1: yep. So you say it's gonna be fast. Yeah, yeah. I say it's gonna be a two zero four low, and I think Kipchoge wins it, and I think Bikayli drops out. Oh.
0: All right, I can see that. I can see that. So then who gets second? An unnamed person because they have not released the rest of the start list. Some white guy from Britain
1: that's what's <laughs> going to get second.
0: yeah I I'm very I'm very fascinated in just how the the course and the logistics work here. Um, also, yeah, no guarantee that they're both going to get to the start line. I know they're announced, but they've had contracts with the London marathon for the for the spring, so I'm hoping that this means that they're going to be there. But Wait,
1: no here's a question. Right? Could we could they get mm-hmm. like Galen Rupp to show up? Or Mo Farah? I don't know why they couldn't. I mean, I it's mean there's no competition. There's no competition, right? There's no other like, well, I got I'm doing this race, sorry. Like they're the only one mm-hmm. happening. So technically they should be able to get everyone. I mean, maybe they don't have the budget because they're putting it all on Kapchoge and Bikeley but like I'm sure yeah, these other guy. top elite marathoners want to run, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you go down a tier because World Athletics open up qualification. You have people who want to run to get Olympic standards as well too. And this is probably going yeah. to fast, be a fast course to do it. Yeah, you're right. Why not make it? You wanted to host these marathon world championships in Hawaii, but why not just do it on this London course? Try to get everybody there.
1: Yeah. Hawaii, a park in London, same thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, if you can, if you, it would be fun though. It would be fun to get the top ten people going at it, and on the women's hey. side, get the top ten as well too.
1: And Galen Rupp's coach is free now. He could probably go to London and coach them. Are you reporting right. something, Gordon? Are you reporting I'm not something? reporting. I'm well. well maybe I'm segueing. But did you see the report that Big Sky football canceled football? Mm-hmm. Which would potentially mean with you that they would cancel uh Fall Sports and Big Skies NAU's conference. I know we keep on talking about all this stuff, but we thought the Mayak being canceled, which <laughs> lost Iona was a big deal. But Iona is like a top thirteen school. The Big Sky, if they are gone, no NAU, there is no point of having a season without NAU. Like, I'm sorry. It's there the Wow. There isn't. Surpri- you, I'm surprised you came
0: if, to that conclusion.
1: No, I'm just I mean, let's be honest. Everyone would come to that conclusion. Even Ed Eyestone and, and Mark Wetmore comes to that cons- conclusion. But uh, okay. I did get – I, I asked Mike, hey, like, are you guys canceled? He says, I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. He said, You were going to say, I asked a coach, but then you realized it was a dead giveaway. Who you were doing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mike. He said, uh, I asked a, he says, a coach. He said, let us run. Uh, he said. He said. I think they'll let us run. So, okay. I mean, he has a point, though, right? Like, what harm is there if, like, if okay? This is again assuming that other sports are happening in other conferences, right? Now, if everyone's c- canceled, NAU's not going to go out and run their own race against themselves and just be done. And like, hey, look, we're national champions, right? This is in, in a world where there are still cross country meets happening by other schools. I don't know why Big Sky wouldn't say like, hey, we should let the only team in our conference to ever win national titles to go run. Like I think yeah. they could make an exception for one school in one sport. You know, they're not like they're the no, only they sport. Would, the they're other... the only school in their entire conference among all their sports fall, winter and spring. That is actually good nationally. Right. We looked it up. They have only won. They've won six subdivision football titles, but like, it's subdivision football. No one cares. And then they've won three cross country titles, and it's all been NAU. So,
0: first of all, Montana Grizzlies are legit. All right. So don't, don't besmirch their, their FCS titles or division. Two. What are they? Hey, anyway, whatever, whatever they call it.
1: Um, subdivision.
0: I don't think the other teams in the conference would be okay with that, though. I don't think the whole point of the conference is there's some continuity. NAU, you can compete. Southern Utah. Take a seat. Southern Utah in that? Well, no, Southern not- Utah's not even in that conference.
1: <laughs> Weber State, But maybe they'll seat. Say- but maybe they'll say it's up to the school.
0: Yeah, I think that's where all this is heading because the NCAA is not going to make a decision. They're going to put it on the conference, and then the conference – some of these conferences are going to put it on, school. put it on schools. Or they're just going to wait long enough to where the schools are saying, man, we're getting so many questions from everybody about whether or not we're going to have a season. We can't wait for the conference. We're going to make a decision. So it's that's, a trickle down. That's where – yes, exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, competition of kicking the can, and it's just to see who can kick it farthest at this point. And right now the NCAA is in the lead ahead of a lot of the conferences. Uh, so would they have you're saying because they have they have national title hopes that they would do it. I'm saying even in the big sky, football is the most important sport. So if you're canceling that, wouldn't it lead you to believe that they would get rid of the the other stuff? I mean, some of those teams are, you know, they're selling they're they're making they're making some money,
1: right? Yeah, I just feel like there is something about being the best in a nation in a sport that might be worth playing. I don't know. Like, I guess the only thing that really does matter is money, and I don't think NAU is making money, right? They're not, like, selling out tickets to their Buffalo Park Invitational meet where they race against a Japanese team. Um, Yeah. But I don't know. It's going to be weird, I you just, I mean, I guess we'll find out once we know if the actual Power 5 schools are actually competing. If that does happen, if we... I know we've been talking about it the past two weeks about the Power 5 only yeah. competing. But if they do, I feeling? do think that... If we're in a world where there is racing happening and we know that Arkansas, Colorado, Oregon, all these people, they're running in the fall. I do think... Select schools will raise their hand to their conference that canceled them and be like, "Hey, let us run. Give us a waiver. We're a freaking cross country, dude. Like, we just mm-hmm. we're only near each other for like one second on the start line, and then we're socially distanced because Condamans is really good. And he's not going to be around us. He's really he's going to be all the way up front. And you know, the <laughs> Seth man don't have to worry yeah. about him. He's going to be all the way in the back. You know, I just think that you'll be able to pitch to the conference AD that cross country is like. We're running outside. That's literally what the C D C is telling people to do. Go outside and run and it's mm-hmm. okay. Like they're not saying like banning running to stop spread of disease. Like so it's not like they're inside of an air conditioning room. Like, you- it's like it's not like it's not like wrestling. Like wrestling would be the ultimate no no of pandemic sport, right? Where you're like literally in a hot, sweaty room touching each other constantly. Whereas cross country running is you're outside. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, I just think don't schools you, are going to raise their hand and be like, "Let us join. Let us let us join the party. We want to join the party. We're really good this year. Let's join the party." Yeah,
0: don't you think that it's going to be all or nothing when we actually get down to it? What do you mean? Either everybody's going to compete or nobody's going to compete.
1: No, I just mean, like I think win- I just like you-
0: with w- winter sports, with just like with winter sports, oh, Harvard's not going to even travel to the meet. Man, that's gonna be weird not having Harvard. They had some uh, good athletes, and oh, the Big Ten and the ACC have pulled out, and then it ends up being nobody. I, I, I just I think people are coming to the conclusion quicker than others, but I just it feels like it's gonna be everything or nothing
1: because then well, you start the making weird know-
0: exceptions for all these teams. That's what I'm saying. You start making weird exceptions, like you're talking about, which on its face, isn't the most absurd idea ever, but it just, it just, I feel like that would turn into a complete logistical headache.
1: I mean, I think, I know I talk about the little scenarios, like there's only four teams left in the Northeast and all this different stuff, and like, oh, maybe NAU could get an exception to be in and all this stuff that I talk about. I do think, though, yes, there have been a lot of people canceling, like 30% of cross country schools have canceled already, but no one from the Power Five has canceled. And I think even though, yes, we did have UConn, which is an FBS football program canceled. They're not a Power 5 football team. And I think as long as there's not a single Power 5 football team that doesn't cancel, there will be a Power 5 only sports season in every sport. I just think that when they say all or nothing, I do that. I agree with you. It's either all the Power 5s or no one. And I, that's right. what I think. It'll so be. all, think, yes. Yeah. So all it takes is one power
0: five to opt out before this thing is over. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Okay. I'd agree. So the, – and the, but, I they like the Yukons – the Yukons like, and like, the Big Skies and the Big West get us closer to that is
1: what I'm saying. They do. But here – okay, now I can argue this. Like if Rutgers was like we're not doing it, would everyone, would anyone care?
0: Well – I mean, you're saying if Rutgers unilaterally makes the decision, we're not playing.
1: Yeah. And the rest of the other 13. How many does weeks? that
0: count? Yeah. Does that count as the big 10 conference? Yeah. I, I, I get yeah. what you're saying. I, I'm saying if there's a conference wide decision from one of these power five conferences, it's basically they, and them deciding for all f- uh, five conferences. And yeah. you seem to agree with that.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the, and it's also weird. I mean, are sports different from football because you could have like a sec only football season and it be meaningful to the college athletes who are playing the television product, but like it would be meaningful to play. It'd be, it'd be meaningful to watch. If you're a junior, you get value out of playing a football season it's because you get to raise your stock for NFL potential, right? Yes. And you're going against the best people in the nation, but it does not raise your stock to run cross country against only the SEC, right? It doesn't. Like it's just like it's right. a waste of my eligibility. So that's the only yeah. thing that I think about is that well, little sports, okay. You know.
0: Well, it's a television product too. So even if they're playing with no fans, they're able to make money off of this, right? You're right about them raising their stock. It's the way it's the way for them to showcase their abilities and whether or not they do that in the national championship or they do it in week one in a Florida versus Georgia football game. It doesn't matter because people still get to see, scouts get to see that. Cross-country, it's not generating television revenue. And it's also, it's not necessary to run those races in order to raise your stock. People could, they could go and they could enter road races and... And or they could do big friendly type time one off meets and time trials and still post marks for prospective professional companies. There's more wiggle room if you're talking about getting to the next level. The argument for doing it is just the pure sake of competition. Right. The the let's let's crown a national champion in the same way that you'd want to have high school sports. With football and with basketball, it's different because there's just so much money and they're subsidizing the athletic departments and there's also that NBA
1: NFL aspect to it. The the chaos uh, hungry person that I am, I kind of want something to happen where it is power five only and then there's this weird situation where the NCAA is like, shit, we don't have any of the good teams anymore and then then you have situations in our sport where, like BYU, NAU, Portland are like shit. Like we're now like the we're the equivalent of the football subdivision, right? Because that's what yeah, would happen, yeah. right? You'd have like the FBS and FCS, but you'd have that in cross country. We'll have yeah XCCS and XCSS, right?
0: Well, couldn't you do this though? Couldn't Couldn't you have this scenario where? eventually and because of the pandemic or because it was trending this way anyway you have four 16 team super conferences for football but then the other sports essentially say the same in the same way that notre dame in cross country and track is competing in the acc correct and then in football they're maintaining their independent status and the ncaa's control over football right now is limited already they don't control the championship they don't control the conferences. They're there essentially for eligibility reasons. That's why the NCAA is involved in, in collegiate football. So I could see them completely, you know, moving, trying to get to a sixteen team setup and then sixteen team per conference setup, uh, and then but, the, but but then still having those other conferences for their Olympic sports and, and still subsidizing them that way. But I guess the, these, the issue would be um, if I've they take all not... the money.
1: Yeah, wouldn't the Power Five not want to be like, why we don't? Why would we pay for NAU? Right, right, if they're right. making the money. Well, but well, why, do money. <laughs> why do they want to pay for them now? Why do they want to pay for them now?
0: I don't know. Well, they, I just think th- well, the, they yeah. want to have so so Stanford or whatever Oregon, Oregon, right? Their football team. Would be in a in a super conference, right? But their Olympic sports are still their Olympic sports, and and they would still they'd still want to keep them under their existing structure. But Oregon football would make a ton of money, and then they would choose to subsidize their Olympic sports. And their Olympic sports need a national championship, so then they're helping to fund the national championship that NAU or Weber State or whoever is going to it's still a it's still well, just, a trickle down yeah.
1: model but i think power 5 wants a complete separation like i think they want us a, a, a divorce they want to sign the papers and be like we're never speaking to each other again and i think yeah the power 5 says we do never we in all of our sports we do not want to compete against iona or portland or any of these teams we only want to compete against each other the fi- the 5 conferences yeah. And and that involves basketball, right? And I think they want to be like, we want the March Madness to be the March Madness of the Power Five, right? And we Mm -hmm. want we don't want no Gonzaga coming in and stealing our spotlight. We want to control it all. And I think we want the we want to tell the users that a power five title is more valuable than this NCA without us title. And I think they're kind of basically and then what that is, and then the schools who are not in the power five are going to be like, Hey, we want to be with, with you guys. And then they're like, all right, you want to mm-hmm. join? Pucker up, pay some money and you can be in our conference, okay. you know, and then they expand like that way and they get to control it. I think they just basically want to put NCA out of business. And I think power five is sick of subsidizing D two and D three. And again, all the like 300 plus institutions, right? It's like, why are we trying to support 300 plus D one programs? Two hundred plus. how many I mean, how many schools are there in D two, D three, and D one? Why seven I mean, hundred? D, yeah. Well, D well, D one alone is like three hundred, right? Yeah. Over so it may, it's, Yeah. So say it's around eight hundred, and I'm sure Clemson football team is like, why are we spreading out all the money we make to seven hundred teams? We should just spreading mm-hmm. the money out to a limited number of teams. So, or schools, yeah. I mean. You push it to its
0: logical conclusion. Remember, some conferences had revenue sharing with the TV and then some didn't. And and some of those conferences were saying, hey, if we're the main attraction in the conference, why are we sharing money with the bottom of the conference? Like You could get to a really weird spot where it's like, all right, the Ohio State, Michigan, Florida, Texas, Alabama, Clemson are now in a conference. And that's just how it's going to be. And because they're all going to – and Notre Dame, because they're all going to draw – massive television ratings, because I don't know what the incentive is. You know, if you're the, if you're the, the, the big 12, you know, you have Texas on one end and then you have other institutions on the other end. What, what's the, what's the motivation even to keep that together at that point?
1: Well, the motivation of having shitty teams in your conference is because it makes your top teams look better.
0: Yeah. But if they're not pulling their weight in terms of revenue, in terms of television value, you have to because you could because then you could say if it is about that right is it if it is about perspective and making your team look better then you do need to have a sixty four team NCAA tournament because you need somebody to beat in the first round or in yeah. some cases sometimes lose to so then so that is the carrot or you need that FCS you need the Coastal Carolinas the UC Davises of the world to play in that Week One football game
1: yeah that,
0: so that's I mean that's that's why that might be why they're subsidizing them too. Yeah. Interesting points you brought up. Interesting points. Um, we'll leave it there though. Maybe we'll have some more news on Monday. It'll be me and Gordon all next week. Again, he will be back it in is. Austin. Yeah. Get ready. Buckle up, man. This is a, this is a, this is serious. This is a serious commitment. Um,
1: so can we make Lincoln just do a solo podcast for like two weeks after? Yeah, I would. Yeah. At least one week. At least one week, I feel like.
0: He used to do a solo getting...
1: type podcast on D2, D3. Remember? You do his own little mini show for D2, d I know those, D2, those were awesome. My...
0: Dude, you're looking at the producer, the highly successful producer of that show <laughs> who is fielding internet ca- uh, questions for people. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Thanks to Lon for producing. Thanks to my co host, Gordon. We'll talk to you guys next week.